Welcome to another fun and exciting episode of The Rogues in the House, a podcast dedicated to the love of all things sword and sorcery, delivered with 100% enthusiasm from self-proclaimed experts. So get ready to spear and fang your way to victory, because the rogues are in the house. So, and I am Dean Geikor, and there we have Matt John Gore. <laughs> my, my he-man name's not that good. Yeah, it, it, it's not it's not great yeah we need a, we need to work on your he-man name we need to come up you know you can't matt be stinkor because that's already been taken <laughs> there's, like, there's matt core. yeah matt <laughs> i'll take matt that. core that sounds almost like a genre right yeah uh I it's funny kind of like matt man matt man yeah uh, yeah, yeah 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 we talked about that i mean that's uh it's maybe uninspired but it's yeah. also inspired yes it's very quick story. Uh, my my young kid, my six year old, he goes to the same school that I work at as a teacher. Uh, me as the teacher, not him. Uh, I, I saw him today. He was in the gym. Wow, he... teaching has really gotten hard up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Six that year old, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. He's calling the shots. He's a kind of a Dookie Hazard situation. Uh, I know the old men here will understand my reference. So, anyways, I see him there. He's got he gets nosebleeds occasionally, and he's sitting there on the bench in the gym. I was like, oh, dude, you got another nosebleed? He's like, yeah, you're going to have to start calling me Mosquito, which Mosquito is the, he's a Masters of the Universe character. He's like the mosquito guy who mm -hmm. sucks the blood. I wrote a guy. Like, I'm polluting this kid. Like, that's such a, <laughs> such a deep cut reference, but. You are polluting yeah, him in the most wholesome way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. Sure. Uh, you may have noticed there's another voice uh, on here tonight. Uh, the rogues are in the house, and as we rogues like to do, we invite other rogues to come into this house. And tonight we are joined by um, Kirk A. Johnson, who is a fella I've wanted to have on the show for quite a while. Uh, and then Oliver kind of scooped him up for uh, his So I'm Writing a Novel podcast, which you should also check out. Um, and, and really, he, he kind of uh, covered a lot of questions and ground I kind of wanted to cover with Kirk. But at the same time, I wanted him to come back and talk about things with us. I wanted him to kind of tell about what he's doing in this sword and sorcery world. Um, but I also know he's a fan of the show Primal, which is kind of the topic du jour right now, um, because the second season has wrapped. And let me just say right off the bat, uh, if you've not watched it, we will be digging into some spoilers here. Yeah. Uh, and big also time. big time. God damn it. Watch Primal. <laughs> Right. Yeah. If you listen to My this guy. podcast, why haven't you watched Primal? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Watch Primal. My guy. My guy. Watch Primal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's so good. It is. Um, so perhaps uh, we'll start. We'll talk a little bit about what Kirk's got going on. Then we'll huh. jump into the bazaar. We'll uh, we'll imbibe and then uh, stumble around and see what we find. Very good. Mm -hmm. So, Kirk, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kirk Johnson. Kirk A. Johnson is my writing name because I wanted to be pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to throw the A in there. Um, yeah. I, I uh, just recently uh, dropped a book, uh, The Obinox and Other Tales of Heroes and Horrors um, by Farfield Press. That's my, my uh, I, I did the, made the LLC for publishing for that. So. Mm -hmm. Farfield Press was something that it, I got the idea from uh, Lord Dunsany 
story. Uh, the Elfland's daughter. Okay. Yes, there was a line that I really like, really dug in that. So, and that's um, and uh, so I dropped the book and uh, wanted to do a sword and sorcery with some um, some stories I had already set up on the side, and and it is available uh, on Kindle as well as the uh, the soft cover is available on Book Baby. If you guys want to go check it out, and also have a, a website, a blog site that I, I frequent infrequently. <laughs> called um two lands for our field and uh and that's 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 where a lot of you know, you'll get a lot of my what what i or want or what i like and stuff you'll find out a little bit about me from there i'm into books and blades swords and stuff that's what i'm into and so, yeah that's 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 about it i mean you know what you want to know about a brother <laughs> well, listen, some questions. I, well, I'm an I, introvert, I, man. You got to talk to me, baby. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we got you on that. <laughs> Don't worry about that. I uh, tonight I was uh, going over it. Like I've started digging into your prose, um, and I it actually I like it because it uh, I don't know what the hell this sounds like, but <laughs> you know when you're reading something, you're like that's what I would have done. You know what I mean? Where, where uh, you see a okay. thing like uh, yes. I, I don't know. It just something about it felt uh, familiar to me. Like the characters were kind of, again, another pretentious term, but like the characters feel lived in, you know, like they're already established when you begin reading it. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that really caught my attention tonight was your sort of uh, forward in the book where you're talking about your influences and what got you into this kind of material. Right. And uh, you referenced the Rankin Bass the hobbit hobbit yeah yes, <laughs> yes. and like yeah. uh, right. <laughs> the fact that you were you were um you know watching it at a relative's house and the family's leaving and you had to go and i, I don't to, know yes like that i had that, to find the ending exactly i hadn't I, I had read the book until after watching that and no that was, was the like, same for me yeah it was, and i mean i'm i think yeah. i'm slightly younger than you guys so like mm-hmm. um yeah i I remember when that, when that, when I first saw that and man, it had a big impression on me too. Like, I think in my mind, I imagined it more lushly animated than it probably was, mm-hmm. but I have that arts, same impression, that same yeah, impression. Yeah. Yeah. But like the style of it, 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 the tone, I don't know, man, it really struck a chord with me. And I was, I was really happy to see, uh, that, that that was one of the introductory bits for, for someone yeah. else as well. I feel for you, Kirk, if you had to leave in the middle of that, you know, and yeah. you're watching it on a, a, a family television, you're not going to see it again until it came back around in syndication, <laughs> like two years later. <laughs> right. You know exactly what happened. Yes. Yeah. And that's what happened. And when it came back, I look, I'm just glad it wasn't during uh Sinbad the either tiger. <laughs> and i don't know if i'd uh, i'd recover i think i'd probably be in a mental house at this point just screaming i need to see the end i need to see the end yeah 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 <laughs> but uh yeah that was that was a i want to say it was a traumatic it was just it was at at my age that's one of the few things that i vividly remember mm-hmm. at 50 it's kind of like oh wow i really that really still still lingers mm-hmm. it still yeah, lingers well, you're your telling of that when I was reading it, um, it's probably a testament to your writing is that I really had a good mental picture. Like mm-hmm. I pictured myself in a, <laughs> you know, when we make these connections, when we're reading like in my aunt's old basement and the idea of like 
you're going to get your coat and then circling back so you can see a little bit. You're saying <laughs> certain goodbyes. Oh, you're catching a little bit more. And then, you know, eventually you have to give it up. But uh, yeah. right there is where the Midwest goodbye would have come in really handy because a Midwest oh. goodbye lasts like an hour. Man, oh. if man, if I was only born in second generation Trini, then I would, that would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we had to say bye to everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. La- last weekend, uh, I was told I did a real good Irish goodbye. Now, oh yeah. You know, I mean, my my last name is Sullivan, so there's definitely Irish in me. Um, and the Irish goodbye is where you've been at a function where you're drinking. And you yep. just disappear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had too much and yep. uh, the goodbyes will be sloppy. So I'm out. As right, a German, right. I have a hard time doing that Irish goodbye, but I've done it successfully a few times myself. Well, Dean, as we've discussed, I'm also, uh, I'm half, the other half is German. So, mm-hmm. so you've you know, got it made. Right. You've got it yeah. made. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I realized the trick is that everybody should be so drunk that they don't realize you left until they're leaving. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, hey, did you, hey, do you see Tommy? No, nah, did he leave already? Uh, hold on, let me. My cab is here. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call him yeah. tomorrow. But that's that's another thing I noticed, Kirk, is that you're a, you're a cat person too. And um, mm-hmm. man, I always get the side eye. You know, you get in these like masculine environments and like, oh, you like cats? It's like, yeah, Dick, I do. Yeah, exactly. I like cats. Cats are. <laughs> Awesome creatures. I like dogs too. You know, you know. Yeah. Doesn't mean I only like cats, but right. I got three of those bastards. Wow. Dogs or cats? Cats? Cats. It's too many. Let me tell you, it's too many. Two cats is acceptable. Three is insane. Yes. And I I had I've had three. And yeah, yeah, there's a you know what? When once you learn the proper way to walk down the street (laughs) with a cat shirt on, you're golden. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got to do the limp sometime, you know, and yeah, you know, the proper side eye. You got sometimes you got to do the Tulsa Doom side eye sometimes. You know, oh, like, yeah, like yeah. No, then the guy. I'm going to confess <laughs> something. I, I, I used to be a cat guy because I married into a cat family. My wife had four cats when we first got married, and eventually they all died off. But I told her, I said, we can get more cats as long as I never have to clean the litter box. Mm. Guess how many cats we have now? Yeah, nada. Litter box is the rub, man, and and that's that's yeah. the thing. You get three of them. We have to have two litter boxes. You're supposed to have one per cat, and the house is not big, so it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a sign of love right there. Yeah, that's it, yeah. It's a sign of that's waiting what, for one to die. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, right. It's it's it, it's a weird feeling when you realize that you know. You're doing all you're feeding your cat and you're cleaning the litter box, you know, yeah. and, and you're laying in bed and the cats are looking at you and you realize that, you know, if you die right now, they'll eat you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh there's no question. It wouldn't, it would not take long for these things. No, no. The amount of times no, they wake me up no. in the night scratching for no. food, like it would not be long. Right. Unlike Fang. <laughs> Unlike Fang, who is, now he's you very much a dog. Like, yeah. Right. Uh, Fang is more dog. Yeah. Fang is. Fang is she more is, dog. Yeah. She, is she is more like a dog. More dog. Yeah, yeah, definitely not cat. That. Yeah, so I'll buy that. I'll buy that. I'll buy yeah. that. But, yeah. So perhaps, gents, we should uh, have a bit of our uh, guilty our, pleasure of no wait. Uh, our little excursion to the bazaar. Yeah, we're just going to go to the bazaar. Yeah. Okay. I'm listening. Go ahead. <laughs> and, uh, and and maybe um, maybe it'll. 
be under the influence, or maybe I'll walk into the bazaar stone sober and see what I find. All right. Well, let's take a little walk down the alley into the bazaar of the bizarre. So who wants to go first? What's been uh, catching your attention, Matt, Kirk? What do you think? I mean, go first if you want, Kirk, if you're ready to go, man. What's been on your radar? All right, here we go. You ready, gentlemen? Mm-hmm. We are. Ladies and gentlemen, I have never played D&D. Oh, what? I have never played. I've actually had the, the, the monster manual. I've had demigods and deities that, 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 the, which, the which, art was awesome. Which one? Which one? I think which? it was the fifth edition, the one with the um, with the god and the demon. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The projections from the wizards. Right. Oh, okay. And it's in purple, all purple. Like okay. The Lankmar, the gods of Lankmar are in it. Okay, so that's that's worth some money. Yeah, that's and old Arthurian, school. And Arthurian yeah. legends are in it. But not the Melnibonian, right? Or Melnibonian? Not the Melnibonian. Yeah. yeah, Elric, not the Elric um, okay. lore. But gotcha. they were supposed to be or something, and they got cut. Wasn't that yes. true? Was there yeah. like some mm-hmm. controversy going and on? And the gods of uh, Lankmar was also in that one, too. See, I had yeah. that one that had the uh, Fafford and Grey Mouser gods. That was, and that was awesome. The artwork mm-hmm. was beautiful in that. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. It was gorgeous. Um, but uh, I, I have recently been D&Ding with some cats. Excellent. And uh, the DM, the, the Dungeon Master, has created a world off of the uh, Game of Thrones lore. Excellent. Sounds like uh, fun. It was a a lot of fun. It still is. And recently, I died. (laughs) That sounds pretty Game of Thrones. I mean... (laughs) It was. I was. Yeah. I wasn't upset about it because I was like, oh, okay, this all makes that that that, that that's perfect. Actually, yeah, I, that's I on brand. So, I, I, can I ask, did you die because of actions you took, or did the dice kill you? I want to say a little bit of both. Okay, I'll say a little bit of both. Um, I started. Uh, he he started me out because I, I I was a newbie, so he I was an NPC squire, joined the crew, mm-hmm. had a couple of adventures, um, fought. I was bitching most of the time because I wasn't fighting any actual people. I was fighting like a specters mm-hmm. and ghost. I took on a, I was going to go take on a giant octopus at one well, point. <laughs> and you were a newbie at this. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, well, I got to get my feet wet on this. So I finally joined a melee, like a tournament, the melee edition of the tournament of a uh-huh. tournament. And I was the first one up and I got my, my whole brain bashed in. <laughs> by a giant knight. That sounds very much like Game of Thrones. Very and much. Kept, and one of the guys kept saying, stop grappling. <laughs> stop uh, grappling. I'm like, ah. Oh. Grappling's a dirty word in RPGs. Oh, Mostly yeah. to do uh, a particular, like 3.5. Mm, oh my shit. gosh. Uh, there was too much math for that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was like one of the, cause he's so, he was bigger than I, I was strong, but he was just so big. And I was like, well, I'll smash him with the pommel cause I'm so up close and then I'll grapple him to the ground or something as opposed to, you know, hitting with the pommel and moving back. Right. I kept going forward. So that's, that was on me. So uh, was it, is it a, a setting uh, inspired by game of Thrones or is it like set in Westeros? It's set in Westeros. Okay, okay. cool. It's set, it, it was set, they want, I want to say he placed us kind of like before House of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. And after probably one of the Blackfire Rebellions. Mm-hmm. 
Did I you, think it was uh, during the uh, during the there was a conflict between the faith militant and House Targaryen during that point. Have you have you read that series? I've read. I'm reading um, Fire and Blood right now. Mm-hmm. I've not. I've read. read yeah, I, I actually read the story um, Dance of Dragons or the, the, what they call I think the, the war between the Blacks and the Greens. Yeah, um, Dangerous Women an anthology. Yes, uh, an J.R. Martin anthology. Yeah. So I read it there first, um, and the only other thing I read was like half of Game of Thrones, the first book. Mm-hmm. But that's that's all I have. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I I read it sort of like uh, when I was reading it, it was I had each book finished before the uh, the accompanying season debuted, so mm-hmm. it was kind of like just under the radar. But it would be hard for me to kind of go back after watching the show when you know things are going to happen. Like, I'd be less inclined to probably read it. But have mm-hmm. have either of you checked out? Uh, there's a there's a collected volume called a night of the seven kingdoms and it's the Duncan Egg stories. No, yeah. I have not. Oh man. They're very good. Are they? They are. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Yeah. So high recommends for those. They are. They are uh, very good. And now a, a question too. So fire and blood, my understanding is that's like uh, more of a history. Volume. Yes. I was okay, looking, so it- I was looking at it today cause we had this, the discussion on my radio show and the book was there and I cracked it open and it's essentially the transcribed histories of that time period uh, and then translated by George R.R. R. Martin. Some maester apparently writes it as okay, like a right. chronicle of the That's history cool. of the Targaryens. Yeah, It reads just a little bit that I was reading. I just read like two or three pages reads far different than the game of Thrones books. Right. Yeah. That's what I expected. And that's kind of why I never really jumped into it because, you know, I kind of just want to, you know, I want to be in a story rather than reading a fake history. Not to say I won't read it. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kirk, my understanding is that the um, house of dragon show is based only on a very small part of that book. Is that correct? Right. The dance of dragons. Right. Yeah. When, because spoilers, anybody who doesn't know the, the dragons, the, the two sides, the blacks and the greens at this point will actually go to open war. Mm-hmm. And you know the the dragons will get involved, and it's it's pretty. Uh, it's a from what I remember reading from Dangerous Women, um, it, it was it was heavy. Cool. I loved mm-hmm. it, and it was it was so like. I wow. sure hope they give us ten episodes wow. this season, um, instead of eight. They are. There's yeah. ten, well, they ten are. episodes uh, for for Game of Thrones yet, or oh. House of the Dragon. Do you yeah. think? Do you think they'll conclude with ten or get a second season to conclude? Because it's not a long. It's not really like a long history. I, I mean, honestly they, hope that they conclude. They I really on. do. I really right. kind of hope they conclude. Because they they jump. They're jumping the, the years mm-hmm. so quickly. Right. Yeah. That's why. That's why I ask. It's, yeah. It's, like, well, and two, they've got a lot of irons in the fire as far as um, yeah. those series go. So mm-hmm. I could see like. That said, it's pretty successful critically and uh, according to viewership, so they may want to stretch it. Yeah. Um, but I they, they, they've greenlit a, I think they've greenlit a Jon Snow sequel, which, you know, on paper, I don't love it, right? I'm not like, that, right. that's not necessarily the story I want, but man, HBO right. turns out good material and yeah. it's it's kind of an mm-hmm. aberration when they don't. Yeah. So that's, that's real talk. 
Real yeah, talk. I say I say game on with that stuff, you know. Yeah. 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 I wonder where the hell he goes from here. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt, what do you got? Uh, well, for me, I got a couple of things. Uh, I'm going to try and breeze right through this. I'm actually, I, I'm, I've, I've knocked off a few projects, uh, that were kind of nagging at me. Um, so I have a little bit of freedom with a little more time on my hands to actually dig into some things. So I downloaded Diablo two resurrected, which is like a, you know, it's a reskin or, a an up-res version of the old Diablo 2. Mm-hmm. So I've been, you know, frigging around on that. That's been fun. Um, but the thing I'll mention is that my wife and I, uh, this would be the second year we're attempting to do the sort of, uh, I don't know what you call it. Apparently it's some kind of challenge, but in October you read a horror movie or you watch a horror movie per day. Oh, okay. So oh, okay. you get 31 horror <laughs> movies at the end. Now, I don't know what the official rules are, but we, smudge it slightly where if there's a a day we miss we'll have to make up and do two on another day or on a sunday we'll plow through three i don't it's think not somebody's easy. gonna come and knock on your door and take your tv away or something yeah well <laughs> i just mean like dude life is busy so to get to these films right um, right but i love horror films they're probably my they're my go-to as far as movies i like uh i like the classics i like current it's it's you know, we were talking before we started recording um, about sort of creative control in movies. And mm-hmm. I feel like horror films are, are really one of the last sort of places where you can maintain that creative control because you can do a lot with a low budget, right? right? And, and it's a lot about bringing something new or interesting to the table or playing on old tropes. And there's always great stuff coming out um, in the indie scene. Yeah. And so- yeah. I'm always attracted to horror as far as the big three genres um, on screen. So thus far we got through bodies, 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 which is this kind of like, it's a bit millennial. I want to say, and I, I'm not using that as <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm really not. using that as a, <laughs> Damn you millennials. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. It's just like, I think they're actually, they were playing with the conventions, right? Like there's this one scene where they hit every buzzword, like, you know, triggered, woke etc 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 okay okay you know they're 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 kind of (laughs) turning the mirror and poking fun at themselves in a way but Mm -hmm. we're also making a good piece of uh you know creative fiction um so good satire good parody yeah like to be honest like kind of right but it was it was sort of veiled right but one Mm -hmm. scene was very obviously you can just see they strung every buzzword possible in there to be like you know, hmm. it's almost like they were winking at both sides, right? People gotcha. who use those terms for yeah. real and also the people who use them as disparaging terms for, mm-hmm. you know, people who want to be progressive, which apparently is a terrible thing, according to a bunch of assholes <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of give that a soft recommend. Um, Careful, Mr. Sullivan, you're cursing. Oh, shnikey. <laughs> <laughs> Shazbat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, dang it. Um so anyways, that was one, uh, rewatched a one called the rental, which I would recommend good slasher. Um, and tonight have you, I have you ahead. seen, yeah. Glo- uh, glorious. Have you seen glorious yet? It's on shutter. No. Is it good? Uh, JK Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Bathroom stall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Bathroom stall, uh, glory hole. Uh, <laughs> cosmic Whoa. God, Co- cosmic God. 
That's all I'm gonna leave for you. Okay. <laughs> so, that's all I'm gonna let you say. That's all I'm gonna say. And wow. I, I dug it. I really dug it. Okay. Um, great twist towards the end too. Like, like oh, a literal like, twist because we're talking glory holes. Like, here, yeah, right? I was gonna say, <laughs> like, what kind of twist you, you talking about? <laughs> like something you find out about the the main character that you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's one of those. Yeah. Things. There's an interesting twist in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies as well, which made me laugh. Hmm. Uh, which might be a spoiler, but I don't know, just because I found it funny. Anyways, uh, <laughs> okay. so yeah, man, uh, that's a fun thing to do. It's a fun thing to do with the wife, um, you know, and it gives us sort of an activity no matter what. And it's like a weird goal for the day. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, you got to take that's the kids' cool. swimming lessons. We got to get home. Uh, tonight we watched The Black Phone, which I thought was pretty good. Cool. Okay. Black Phone. All right. Speaking yeah, the Black um, Phone. Same guy who did good. Sinister. Did you see Sinister with Ethan Hawke? Uh, no. no. Oh man, that movie is pitch black. Like it is, uh, it is dark and upsetting. But recommended. Yeah, this is not my uh, no our pick. But to tag along with your horror thing, okay. my wife and I and some other friends are going to go see the uh, original Nosferatu in oh. a widescreen oh. 1920s theater with accompanying orchestra for the soundtrack oh that's amazing wow yeah yeah oh my and, oh and dean's excited because it's german expressionism <laughs> yeah right? yeah, yeah weird yeah. weird right. expressionism so, so wait uh, um, real quick i'm sorry yeah. Dean, yeah. what are you preparing yourself i mean you're going to see this is a classic yes right mm-hmm. right and it's with an orchestra this is a big are you wearing a suit and tie? Are you wearing a tuxedo? I, for sure. I shall is. be wearing at the okay. minimum yes. a vest and dress slacks and dress shoes. Dress, okay. And most likely shirt and tie. Uh, okay. But if the weather is cool, which we do believe, I actually have um, what's called a deer slayer coat, which is this wool coat that you see. Uh, like it's kind of Sherlock homey. It's got a very long shoulder cape. Yes. Black wool, high collar. Yeah, yeah so, you know it. So, Kirk, if if you don't have Dean on Facebook, you're probably unaware that like this dude dresses up. Like he will do. He's, he does a tiny bit of cosplay, right, Dean? But yeah. a little bit. You do yeah. like reenactments and yeah, stuff. Yeah, historical He's, reenactment and such. Okay. He yeah. does activities big time. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm go on there and check that out, baby. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, right. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, oh, one thing I, I I've got to put yeah. uh, in there as well, since you mentioned Nosferatu, uh, it is confirmed that Robert Eggers, uh, who did uh, The Northman, The Lighthouse, and The Witch, he's officially doing it. It's greenlit. He's got um, Skarsgård, Bill, the guy who played mm-hmm. Pennywise, yeah. and Johnny Depp's daughter uh, are the two. Really. really? Yeah, I, okay. I love Nosferatu. Like I've I've watched the original uh, several times, and I mean, I've talked about this a lot. I Robert Eggers' films are just catnip for me. They get better with each viewing, and I, I watch them obscene amount of times. So I am. It's a it, he's got a. When I heard or when you said something like this on social media, I knew it was like, wow, that's like Matt's wet dream right there. <laughs> it's Matt. It's, it's, it's Matnip. Yeah, Matnip. Matnip. Yeah. Oh my! Oh my! Oh, oh my. my! Wait, have you seen what you remind me? Of, like, uh, then you you've seen the Nosferatu um, that uh, William Defoe did then? So interestingly, I haven't. That's uh, Shadow of the Vampire, I think. Yes, like, Werner yeah. Herzog did it. I think. Mm-hmm. When did that come out? That was a uh, while back, wasn't it? That was 
Uh, yeah, I want to say maybe the late 90s. Yeah, yeah I remember late, seeing late 90s that. or early 2000s, yeah. I think, <clears throat> when that was. Um, yeah. I actually think it came out around the time I was in film school, and I okay. didn't watch it. Oh. Shame on me. Yeah. There's, there's, it's, 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 it's the foe, man. I know, dude, I love... It's Defoe, baby. I, I love Defoe so Defoe. much, man. Yeah, I know. Oh. I will watch anything he's in, and yet I've not yeah. watched it, so... Oh, wow, okay. It's yeah. the streaming yeah, age, yeah. man. If it's not streaming, it's like I don't have it anymore. I sold off my DVD collection, which was stupid, but... Oh. I did. <laughs> Shame. I know, I should Shame. not have done it. Shame. That's... I got too comfortable, you guys. I got too comfortable. Probably the biggest... Uh, that's probably a big regret for you, like it is for me when I gave up my LP collection. Ooh, mm. yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah. you can fit those in milk oh. crates, dude. And that was the problem is that I had over 600 LPs and I was tired of carrying them around from place to place. Okay. So oh. I was like, oh, I've got CDs now. Get rid of it. Oh. And now I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so anyway, oh, Dean, yeah, well, you're in the bazaar now. Tell us what's going on. Okay. Uh, I got a couple of small things. Um, speaking of movies. Um, I know that you're not a big fan of a particular Facebook page that like uh, tries to bring back uh, the memories of uh, 80s sword and sorcery type of movies and such. <laughs> um, but sometimes they have some real gems that spark my, ima- or my, my interest. And one of them was the Mythica movies, which I had never heard of. And apparently they were kickstarted back in 2015 or 2014. And they were successful in terms of being kickstarted. And they are every bit um, reminiscent of late 80s, maybe early 90s films and stuff like that. They are – they have no right to be as good as they are, and they are so well done. As long as you're not looking for like you know, really great uh, CGI, really great acting, and really great story – the storytelling is actually really good. Uh, and the pacing is fantastic. Um, it's all done in Utah, and it just plays out like someone's – and Kirk, you're going to get in on this – plays out like somebody's D&D campaign. And it is so good that I'm guilty for liking it so much. Um, <laughs> it, but it's, it's, it's not bad in, and so bad that it's good. It's just – it's okay, but it's better than it needs to be or better than it has any right to be. And it's the right. Mythica movies. There's five of them, and they're really damn good. I'm writing this down. Yeah, Mythica. Um, yeah. It, it's just a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And it is straight up somebody's D&D campaign put on – Matt Mercer's mm-hmm. in it. Um, of course he is. Yeah, and uh, but it's it's really cool. It's really cool. I would recommend it. Um, so well, – I- I know that you're not a big fan of that particular uh, page, but at least every once in a while they give uh, some good recommendations, and that was a score for them. I don't even know what page it is. I just know that there's been a lot of sword and sorcery groups and uh, Conan groups on Facebook where I just read certain comments, and yeah. I'm like, Jeez, yeah. yeah, what is yeah. this, guys? Come on. Yeah. You just, you know, <laughs> what you year just... is this? What are we doing? <laughs> Matt, you uh... just need to scroll on. I know I do. And, and honestly, I got really good at that. Um, a few days ago, I got wrapped up in another thing. And honestly, even to people who say things that like blow my mind with how opposite they are to my thinking, 
I try and even just find some middle ground where it's like, okay, yeah, I get that. And let's agree to disagree, but let's uh, agree on this point that we can. And then I get the hell out of there. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, man. Yep. No, I, feel um, I feel you. Yeah. yeah. So Kirk, check it out. It's Mythica. Check it out. There's five Mythica. of them and you can get yeah. them for, they're for free on Amazon right now. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I Cody my stuff. So I'll, I'll probably just get on Cody. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah. And I would just say too, I think Dean, I'm somewhat sympathetic for this because I feel like we all remember a time where there were not a whole lot of uh, fantasy shows mm-hmm. and films that were worth it. I mean, there's always been things peppered in there, but right. you know, a lot of people bemoan a lot of this content we have and, you know, maybe it's not perfect, but Holy God, guys, there's been like when Lord of the Rings came out, right. Yeah. That, yeah. that trilogy mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's like a breath from the heavens because <laughs> there was nothing man. yes yeah. nothing yeah after that since well, the absolutely yeah since, it was like the, the 90s were like were like like the like a desert mm-hmm. in terms of sword and sorcery oh, really gosh right? yeah i mean at least the 80s the, had you know even though right. it was bad the 80s was producing the 80s stuff. were like yeah i can only remember one from the 90s and i think that was like the beastmaster 2 <laughs> oh, wow. and mark singer was you know you see he's getting a little older now yeah. and, mm-hmm. and they're in a and, and i guess they didn't have like a budget for like uh uh you know ancient temples and and castles and and stuff of that nature so they had him time travel into the present to the 80s or some shit like that oh I hate that's that so much, right I, oh, I don't yeah. know why was, i can't I, it was crazy yeah that stuff that bothers crazy. me well, I got one more thing, and it's kind yeah. of a preview for what I hope to be uh, an upcoming episode. Okay. Um, I recently picked up the book Servants of War by yeah. uh, Larry Correa and Steve Diamond, who has been briefly one of our guests. He was at the Gen Con podcast. And that book is so right up my alley yeah, in terms of yeah. military history kind of the occult slash otherworldly type of genre it's basically primarily world war one history but it's in a uh, a a world that is not earth it's not russia it's not germany that are fighting but it's everything except those in name and it is so well done i can't believe that i haven't picked this up before it is such a great book i'm enjoying the hell out of it i'm about three-fourths of the way through it and I know that there's not another book after it. So I'm kind of like sad um, that it's going to be ending here soon. Yeah. But that's a new book, right? Yeah, it's fairly new. Yeah. So, so there, there, there could be more. There could right. be. And yeah. I was talking with Steve about it. And he, uh, I said, you know, we really got to have you on the podcast. And he goes, and get some reviews out there. Because as you know, with Book of Blades, reviews make it possible for other things to happen. And he says, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Without good reviews, they can't get any traction to mm. write and publish another one. So, okay. Yeah. Is there yeah. more of those? It, it, yeah. Would that be considered diesel, diesel punk? You know, I think diesel punk is a good analogy for it, but it'd be like mm-hmm. military diesel punk. Military. Yes. Okay. Or military yeah. fantasy, military sci-fi. It's military. not really sci-fi, right. but it's military something else. Right. Um, yeah. But I it think... was, it's so cool because it also goes hand in hand with a new RPG game that I mentioned before, which is almost as if somebody took this RPG and wrote a book about 
the stuff you're playing. It's called Never Going Home. Same exact setting and Never everything. Never going home. Oh my god. Never going home, dude. Yeah, this... there was there was a weird bit of uh, serendipity, right, when we were at yeah. Gen Con. Um, we <laughs> yeah, met, we met Steve, right, and honestly, mm-hmm. he and uh, you know. I think we all became very fast friends, very affable fella. Like we had a lot of laughs in a very short period of time. Um, But then, yeah, we were recording the show. Steve was talking about his book, I think. And then uh, we, someone had told us that uh, there's this RPG that really fits into it. Yeah. Um, So yeah, man. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but no, for sure. I want to do a, I want yeah. to do an episode at least to have Steve on there. Um, but I'd like to, I'd like to get the Bane spotlight on because yeah, Bane books is um, one of the bigger publishers who's trying to lean into some sword and sorcery and well, hell man, Howard signed a big book there. Howard Andrew Jones. I feel like right, he right, right. and Steve uh, and then maybe Sean Korsgaard um, who's the assistant editor, I think is his role. Mm-hmm. um yeah so i feel like yeah. that's an episode we need to do and i think uh, so we shall if we can yeah. so check it out folks it's uh servants of war and it's a hell of a good read a what's his fun. name what the, what's the author's name again uh it's it's a duo larry korea c-o-r-r oh yeah i-e-a or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. and then larry, and, larry and korea. uh steve diamond Got it. Now, Dean, I don't know if you cut out there, but I probably did. Um, I think he um, heard me, so I don't know if it did. So what did you? Yeah, I think we're okay. Okay. So, yeah, that was it. That's our little trip to the uh, the bazaar. So there we go. So <laughs> that's, how, that's how you know Kirk listens to the show. Yes, he knows the sound effects go right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's always it's always the Wayne's World one for me. Yeah, I try, I try a little weirder. <laughs> yeah, that's good. No. That's good. So any as kind you, of weird effects. Yeah, as you've probably heard in our intro, uh, we're spear and fanging our way to victory, and that means we're talking about Primal season two is done. It's a wrap, and on a whole, I say that every all three of us give it what one hundred percent two thumbs up all that kind of good stuff. oh uh, yeah man uh, I, 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 nine a nine okay yeah. you know what i think i might have to agree with you nine. on this kirk because i think season two i don't want to jump ahead but i think season two started off weak and i was like okay ooh, ooh i don't know if i like this right. and then it just ramped up from there and i was i was good with it Okay. So I think, I think Dean, I can kind of, I didn't think it started off weak, but I thought it miraculously got better and better as it went. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, there's a few episodes from the first season that I think are just pure classics. Um, yeah. I really, really love that episode with the bats and the mm-hmm. giant spider mm-hmm. and the tower. I think that is just oh. amazing. And then uh, um, gorilla Ray, gladiator. Yeah. What's it? Yeah, what's it called? It's like Rage of the Ape Men. Yeah, yeah, it, ah, I think that's what it is. And, and you can tell the dude was just like, you know what? I need a Hulk episode. I need to put mm-hmm. some Hulk yeah. influence <laughs> in here. And I was like, I freaking love the Hulk. So, yeah, yeah. guys, I, I, think, I really love that. But yeah, yeah I think my, really need to go primal with that one. My yeah. issue is with the first episode. I just didn't think that the first episode drew me in as mm-hmm. I wanted it to. It just was kind of the same. Oh, that was the one they were they were adrift on the yeah. ship. Yeah, right? adrift on a ship. Yeah. Fought some stuff. Fought a giant turtle. Mm-hmm. It right. really didn't do much for me. So, That's fair. 
I, the first one, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, gentlemen, I really liked the first episode. Of the first um, season? The first, I'm um, not, not uh, season, season two. two. Season, oh, two. season two. It, it, the imagery alone of them on the raft yeah. with the sky overhead with the, um, with, with the stars and the sky and the, the vastness of space. And then you see the vastness of the ocean under, uh, uh, underneath them. It's, I mean, that felt like a different form of magic. You know what I mean? For me, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it slowed it down. I mean, and, and maybe it's because I watched them like kind of back to back. Yes. Season I did one too. was so intense. There were so many intense emotional brutal and savage moments mm-hmm. that that's that felt like a really beautiful quiet time of discovery mm-hmm. and 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 it, it solidified my understanding that the plot armor in this show is fantastic <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the the megalodon mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> That was I was like, wow, I I I I actually could not believe they survived any of that. Right. Yeah. But That's, those little moments yeah. were and very much you know what I mean. That's the case I, I with do. many scenes in many of those episodes in uh season two there's so many it's like how are they going to survive this how is fang surviving all of these spear attacks and arrows and arrows. i know but oh, guys it, it had me like very anxious and stressed you, out absolutely yes. absolutely yes. yes if there's no. one word to describe this season it is anxiety or anxious yeah. Exactly. Yes. Edge of your seat. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it, yes. And that's the, that's what I think is so impressive about it. And why I, I rate it so high as a piece of storytelling is that I can't think of anything else currently that brings that sort of, yeah, like you say, edge of your seat, because Kirk, you say plot armor and I think you're right, but it's like, I don't know it's there. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily right. know. I don't, I don't, I, I, mm-hmm. We have it yes. at a certain point, but we know how the season wraps up. And holy shit, right? Yeah. right. Uh, there's you, you there's know in that armor, man. You know they're the heroes, yeah. But you still can't help but like grab the couch, uh, the edge of your couch, and like holy, these are Vikings and the Bears, and that whole oh. that that whole that was. I wasn't sure what the fuck to think. Excuse my language. There was all kinds of ways this could have gone. Yeah. I was like, we got Vikings and then we've got like the devil. And now we've got like these super Egyptians. And then I was like, what in the world is going on? Which actually for me, really, I was, I was happy that that was happening because all right, granted we've got a caveman and a dinosaur working together so you got to suspend your belief but now it really made more sense for me that this is just it's a separate world a separate land and you know time is either moving differently or technology is moving differently and it just made it so much easier for me to be in the moment and mm-hmm. just enjoy it for what it was without me picking it apart because that's what I do and I hate that sometimes uh, yeah and real quick and the illustrator I mean, those guys are phenomenal. Yeah. The, the fact that, you know, season one, 
they made you feel empathy for for prehistoric yeah animals right just oh actually not even just prehistoric just like all the animals right yeah you, you could help but feel something for and it was able to transition that to the human um the human characters and the human uh um i want to say side characters but you know the humans that show up and like you can't help but that the way they drew the eyes yeah. oh my gosh yes yeah. so much feeling in that yeah, I mean, my wife was watching for everybody. Yeah, my wife was yeah. watching it, and she goes, "Wow, I've never seen so much emotion from an animated eye before." Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's not even like it's hard to even pinpoint what it is. It's just like it shakes slightly at the right yes. time mm -hmm. with the music, <laughs> with 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 the contrast, and it just evokes that emotion. Yeah, you saw it too, um, that, that little shimmer in the in the eye someplace, and you're like, "Yeah, oh, man, are they gonna cry?" Yeah, or the, or, or, yeah, I know. Even you know, like uh, Fang's side eyeing, right? Yeah, just the just. The, <laughs> like, She's awesome. It is. It's so good. Yeah. Um, but here's here's something else I just kind of thought of. Um, is that there's a certain point in the season where they flip it a bit, and the protagonists become the antagonists, right? Yes. When you have the the Viking revenge bit, the red mist, yeah, and yeah, they are. Like, you really get the sense of like everyone's uh, a good guy or bad guy just due to circumstance or to whom you are, uh, you know, whoever you're following mm -hmm. in the show, because right. I was not necessarily rooting for Spear and Fang and Mira when that, uh, that the Viking fella needed vengeance for his family. Hmm. Right? Yeah. So you're mm. just, as a viewer, you're torn yeah. up. Like, that's an amazing you know feat. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I really. So yeah, I'm glad yeah, you pointed that out. I'm glad you yeah. pointed that out. I don't know if I got that deep into the the emotion. Oh of it, yeah, no. I, that's a, like yeah, like you're saying, Kirk. It's just I, I was so I, conflicted I, at points. I was. It, it was there was a, it was a point that my uh, my analytical brain wanted to kick in because because I couldn't help but you know I you, you know the context of the situation and you know who you know they're slavers. Mm -hmm. And you 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 know you're like okay you're going in and you're gonna free the slaves and then all of a sudden it's this Spartacus blood and <laughs> blood of the blood of the arena shit yeah. going on excuse my language again blood and, and sand and blended blood and sand and you can't help but still when once they show the pictures of the villagers coming in and there's the children coming in the fight also and this yeah. one woman with a baby still holding with a shield in front of it and you can't help but like oh yeah dude. Why are you doing this? And then mm -hmm. my analytical brain was like this. You know, the only reason you're able to get around, get get away with that is because it was Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I kept, and, and I'm, please forgive me, guys. I, I I have a thing with Vikings that my boys always make fun of me about. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm I like like I, I mentioned before, I'm 50. Yeah. So I've seen. I've seen Vikings with um, Tony Curtis, Janet Leigh, and and Kirk Douglas. Mm -hmm. I seen uh, when I when I was a teenage Viking, which is about a, a, obviously teenage Viking. It was black and white in the sixties, and it was like low budget B movie film. I saw Lee Majors, the six million dollar man, as a Viking in North America. I've seen all those <laughs> yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a movie where Sidney Poitier had to fight Richard Woodmark because Richard Woodmark was a Viking and Sidney Poitier was the Moor. I've seen all those movies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's a point where there's this, so there's a point of oversaturation for me. 
Oh, listen, I wish Logan was here right now because he would be Logan is sick of Viking. Vikings are have become the new zombies in the sense that oversaturation of the market, right? Right. And yeah. and I feel like, you know, you were able to we can, you know, they're able to do so much with it because of the familiarity with the Vikings. Yeah. Because the other thing is for me, it was like, you know, you could have just used the Celts there too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because the, the goals were you had the Celts there as the villagers being attacked by range, I guess the, the other dinosaurs. So. Yeah, yeah. But to say all that, I'm just saying that, you know, I, I felt so much for that moment mm-hmm. that I, I did not want to feel that. For that moment. I did not yeah. want to feel that. And I did. I can, and, th- and you know what? And you got and I'll give it to 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 Gendy for for making me go there. Yeah. Once again, credit for that. Um, I think we discussed. You know, we did discuss earlier that we all think that Fang is a dog. Mm-hmm. like yeah, creature very, right very much dog right. aspect yeah which yeah. i'm a huge dog person huge mm-hmm. dog person and when those babies were born and spoiler alert one of them yeah doesn't survive you see the embryo slide down the side of the ship man. yeah Brutal. i was like wow yeah you know that's that's oh. that was rough for me did you not all want to go primal at that moment yes <laughs> <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You want, you want, yeah. uh, um, man, you know, uh, harsh. talking about Spear and Fang, but what about that? And another big spoiler episode, that one-off episode, yeah, which was so fantastic and so totally primal, off in left field. That was primal awesome. theory, right? Yeah, yes. the primal theory. <laughs> yeah. Was... Okay. So this is interesting because, uh, okay. well, obviously, there's many reasons it's interesting, but. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we read just recently an interview. I think it was in like EW or something. And yeah. Gendy is talking about uh, CB. I think he, it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Either that or it was recycled from one to the other. Anyways. Yeah. It yeah. was the story that's been out, but mm-hmm. um, he wants to take it away from the current setting mm-hmm. um, and to make it more of an anthology series or, or yeah. potentially it sounds as if maybe one season will be this one season will be that mm-hmm. um, and just play around with time and place, which right. um, I'm going to hit pause on that because I'm not like against that. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be, you know, hard to let these characters go, but I think the primal theory was a bit of a getting our feet wet with that. Right. Yeah. A bit of an yes. introduction yes. now uh, because we're, Robert E. Howard fans on here and we've, we've, we've consumed those stories. Did it give you, and maybe you have, or haven't read this story, but did it give you the vibes of um, children of the night? Have you ever read that one by the, Robert E. Howard? Yes. Um, with Brandon mm-hmm. Horn. Uh, no. Or uh, well, kind of it's connected to the Picts. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> I think it's uh, James Allison. Maybe it's, 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 it's talking about essentially. So Kirk, you're right on in the, in that the brand McMoran connection is with the sort of how the worms of the earth devolved. Sorry, it's worms of the earth. I'm sorry. Yes. Worms of the earth. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it was, so it was like they kind of devolved and they were like a lizard species. And I think there might be some sort of touchy racist stuff with like comparing sort of Asian cultures to oh, yeah. these reptile anyways. Mm-hmm sidestepping that for the moment it's like i really got those vibes from that episode as if um it was a bunch of dudes who were in a sort of a mansion a nice place and they're Mm -hmm. talking about sort of how mankind at his core will 
become brutal and primal. Um, and so I don't know that knowing that T uh, Tartakovsky has loves his Robert E. Howard, mm -hmm. I had to think that was part of the influence. Um, yeah. yeah. But am I off base in thinking one of those characters was Charles Darwin? Well, I, no. I don't know about that. I don't think it was Charles Darwin. He was um, called Charles. I, th I think, I, think about... I, I do think it was Charles Darwin. Actually, Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. When he said, when you mentioned Charles and he was talking about evolution and he was showing the picture of the bird, I think it was. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that so alluded to the idea that that was, even if it wasn't, he did such a good job in alluding to anybody yeah. who's watching it. That, that is Charles Darwin, a young Charles Darwin. Okay, yeah. so which it had to be a nod, at least, right? <laughs> right? Which character are we saying was the Charles Darwin, the skinny one or the one that looked like Spear? The because... guy, the guy who didn't actually go primal. Okay, the, 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 the one who at the end he was like this. Ha ha! Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am Charles Darwin, and you have proven my theory. Yeah. But I love that. Was that a great ending. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that uh, that twist because yeah. to me the Charles Darwin, the heavier set one looked like a, a more modern version of spear. He had the same facial expressions and stuff like that. And I really did think that he was going to be the one who went primal, but right, it was so the intellectual guy who was like poo pooing that whole idea right. that went full on. Yes. The box primal. Room. Yeah. But yeah, the guy who was yeah. poo pooing, he was kind of like the, yeah. I don't know. He was more like the Hemingway in the sense Sh that yeah. Sean Connery's uncle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was kind of badass but was yeah. dismissing yeah. the theory right. of evolution right. he was like um, an imperialist he he is the yeah. imperialist yeah yeah right yeah. that that the, the, you know we are here mm -hmm. everybody else who are not us are all in the bottom and they're going to stay there yeah because we are because our superiority is based on our intellect and how mm -hmm. we're able to actually surpass and control not even control just eliminate our primal nature so yeah, for me, that was my favorite episode of the season, even though it had really little to do with Spear and Fang. Mm -hmm. But back to your point, Matt, about uh, this going under, going off in a different direction, I can see so many great time periods or events mm -hmm. or something like that where this could be done, like, you know, World War One or, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I. Uh, um. The, the, the battle between the Romans and the Picts, or something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah do it. Do a brand episode, of... even. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's that. I'd, I'd be waiting, waiting in the rafters for mm -hmm. an anthology by that guy. I mean, I, I remember yeah. I, I used to watch his. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna, I ain't, I ain't gonna be ashamed of it. Yeah, I, I watch Popoff Girls. <laughs> yeah. Who did Samurai didn't? Jack. Samurai Jack. Yes. There you go. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Samurai yes. Jack. Yeah, Samurai Jack. You know, it's so for for some reason for me, his name is synonymous with great animation mm -hmm. storytelling. Yeah. So anything he's gonna come out with, it's kind of like it's he's like he's HBO. <laughs> yeah, no, I no, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I, I say the same thing too, as like uh I often I'm not a huge fan of animated properties with a huge asterisk beside it because there's a lot of animated properties or, or uh, movies or series that have a huge impact on me. I think it's right. that I don't really get down with anime too much and anime is kind of a big thing right now. There's a difference between animation and anime in my yeah, world. There is, there is, there yes. Is, there is. And, and uh, Tartakovsky, like he does the visual storytelling um, that only animation can really do unless you have a 
goddamn massive budget. But the fact right. that these these are stories that have almost zero dialogue for the most part, yeah. mm-hmm. and you're captivated the entire time. Right. For me, that's that's animation in its purest sense of of visual storytelling. It's kinetic. It's 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 all told with the moving picture, right? Mm-hmm. All told in the moving picture. Yep. Yeah. So it's, so it's it's you're absolutely right. You're yeah. Absolutely right. It reminded me of um, the the concept of primal and it not having any dialogue at all to tell the story, but yet it's able to to do that. It reminded me of um, a, a film I watched when I was in film school back in the nineties. The Last Battle. I think it was um, um, Luc Besson. That was his oh. first film. That was his first movie, The Last uh, Battle. Luc Besson did... With, um, with Jean Reno. He did The Professional? Yes. Yeah, and Fifth yeah. Element. Yes. And the fifth, okay, yeah. yes. Yeah, his first movie was called The Last Battle, and it was all uh, no dialogue. It was in black and white, and it was a Shit. post-apocalyptic... Uh, it was a post-apocalyptic setting with two guys fighting for the attention of a woman. Oh man, I'm getting crazy deja vu, dude. <laughs> like I might have seen this. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. The last battle. And what, I, I remember seeing that. In, what year did this come out? Because I'm looking on IMDb I, I don't remember. right now. I, I don't remember the year. I, I want to say maybe it was probably like an early like 80s thing. 1983. Uh, if this is what I think it is, The Last Battle... Uh, post-apocalyptic future where no one is able to speak. Yes. Oh, yep. Luke Bisson. Yes, that's him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was. And that that actually got me into like the idea of film and being able to tell the story and have the characters emote, have the characters with emotion without any dialogue at all. Hmm. And that that's something to be able to you know. Well, there's... you do that with literature. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's no choice in a situation like that where you have to show you can't tell, right? Right, right. And, and it's honestly, I think it's probably a good exercise for anyone to try and write something, compose something, storyboard something that uh, has no dialogue, right? That's a that's a good exercise. Um, that is the exercise. That yeah. is, I, th- I want to say that is the exercise. You yeah, know, screenplay is one thing because you know you're going to visually see the characters' faces and how they're going to act, and you see yeah. all that. With, with literature, you you need to tap into their imagination to such an extent mm-hmm. that they can see it themselves in their own head. They make their yeah. own picture of that. And and man, well, man let I mean, me that, tell that's, you. That's what I'm saying. Even from, <laughs> for the intro to your book, is that's what I'm saying, is just in the first few paragraphs, you brought me into uh, you as a young man encountering uh, The Hobbit for the first time. Right. And then I made my own connections yeah. to it. And thank you. That, that's the whole thing, man. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. Um, so, yeah. Show don't tell yeah. people. <laughs> it's classic. <Right. laughs> <laughs> right. I'm hoping to get better, but thank you very much for that. No, nah, man, it's good stuff. I, I, yeah, I, I, I really hope it. Yeah. Struck but, a chord. Um, so, but, but, but yeah, the, like, I'm sorry. I'm really looking forward to an anthology by that guy. Yeah, exactly. That's There's what I'm saying. So it's many like, stories, so many stories. I, I feel like Time I could. I'm sorry. I feel like no, no, no. I feel like he could. He could keep going down the spear and fang road because season two was so damn yeah. good for for what I saw and very much a kitchen sink approach of like every cool thing he wanted to do in a sort of fantasy sword and stone sword and sorcery situation. Right. He threw it all out there, 
if he wanted to do more of that, I would be there the whole time. Mm-hmm. However, uh, yeah, man, if he wants to do an anthology series, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I, I'm in. What are you thinking? I had, I've already said my piece. Yeah, I would love to see it in uh, in an anthology style. I think it would be great because uh, we're dancing around the uh, elephant in the room with the last episode. And I don't know if we really want to even approach that or not, because some people may not have seen these. Oh, dude, it's totally woke. Okay. Uh, (laughs) His his daughter is going to be the most powerful. Everyone knows women can't. So apparently we're we're stepping right into it. (laughs) Yeah, we're stepping right, 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 right. right. Damn your Uh, borders. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're going into spoilers. Damn your borders. We're doing spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Wow. That was Matt portraying Russia going into Ukraine right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's dark, Dean. That was dark. Yeah. The the ending was dark. Yeah. 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 Well, but it was. But the ending was epic. It was. Just so epic. All right. Forgive me, gentlemen. It was bold, but it wasn't. You know, I, I feel it needed another two, two episodes okay. to tell that story, to that, tell that 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 particular end. Yeah, it, it was. I would agree. It's a bit rushed. Where like, uh, you yeah. know, the, the vengeful spirit shows up. Okay. Right. All right. I get where you're going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna say you're wrong on that. No. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it, it. It felt like these these two characters have, you know, they, they like they've sparked. Yeah. the imagination of 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 people you know the beyond generations right us there are young people who watch it i know some teenagers who watch you know and and a you know he's brought something to 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 the screen to the tvs that we ain't seen for some time now if not for a long time like i ain't see that kind of visceral violence since since uh, maybe Cowboy Bebop, not even Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. And I watch anime. I, I watch anime and it's like, this was, this, this blew my mind. Hmm. It's kind, kind of, we, we, you mentioned Spartacus earlier, right? That's right. Stars series. Yeah. Sort That's of, was. Yeah, yeah, over the top, just, just <laughs> visceral violence. Right. And, yeah. and still, and still told an engaging mm-hmm. and emotional story about these characters, yeah. about their wants and needs and desires and how they, they fail and triumph. Mm-hmm. and and everything in between and and you know we get that again the stars you know spartus has been gone for a couple of years now and we get it with 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 spear and fang and in I, I just feel that spear could have went out some other way <laughs> yeah that's fair I, i'm I just mean, i'm just saying it's just no i think i think i think the reason that i'm kind of okay with it is that like I appreciate balls sometimes, right? Yeah. I, I often say that like um, sometimes like life is just dark sometimes and the, the, yeah. the rug will be pulled out from under your feet. And so I can, I can look at this in two ways, right? Audience expectations. And also as a storyteller and wanting to, you know, satisfy what the people want. But by the same token, if something hits hard like we see him burnt down to a nub right yeah, yeah. he's fought his ass off he's yeah. burnt down to a nub and like it was hurting me man it was hurting me bad but sometimes like sometimes i respect those balls to just i couldn't agree know, more crush us like I it's, it's, agree a gr- more. It's, it's grim dark in the yes. sense that like right. 
They're like, you want some more punishment, asshole? Like, right. you're going to get it. Right. All those things you liked. Sorry. But, True. So I, I can I, I can live in both uh, on both sides of that. I guess a part of me was also relieved that it was spear and not fang. I know. Don't kill the dog. Don't kill the dog. That's another rule of storytelling. Don't kill the dog. Don't kill the dog. That's, yeah. a, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, don't do it. I'll no buy that for a dollar. That's that's not Jesus, good. The, the never-ending story. They killed our tax, and people oh. still are shuddering. They still have like shell shock from the eighties. They're still not happy about that. No. <laughs> My son never made it past. Well, he made it past that scene, but he never made it past the black wolf coming out of the uh, the forest. He has yet to finish watching that movie because that movie was just so traumatic for him. But then again, I think he was like ten when he was watching it. Mm. So, it's a great movie. I love yeah. the never ending story, man. Yeah. Really Apparently they're making another one, and I don't know how I feel about that. The sequels were bad. I don't know if you've ever watched those. No, I refuse. Why no, no. Why mess dog. with good stuff? No, they're they're dog shit. But it's like yeah. making a remake of or a sequel to the Princess Bride. Right. Oh, that'll happen, my friend. Oh, please. It better <laughs> yeah. that'll happen. That'll happen. Yeah. I always wonder, like, what goes into their heads? Like, you know, we're going to remake these things. And, like, you own the rights to the original. Just air the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> People are still going to watch it. There's always a right. new audience there's, who hasn't seen yeah, it. Yeah. You can, you can, you know, in, influence other creatives in other ways. It's just remaking something that's already out there. I think you're, you're getting into the sort of creator, uh, producer, uh, dichotomy in that mm. <sighs> publishers and studios they know that if they pop something out that's already established that has an inbuilt audience they're going to get some degree of success mm-hmm. whereas it's always a gamble with something that's new and it sucks yes. it sucks but yeah. and occasionally right the, mm-hmm. you know they'll redo a thing like I thought uh, Prey the new Predator film was amazing Yes. Because they took a new angle with it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They, right. They, they put it, they set it at a different time and then it worked. And yeah. so for, time and place. Time yeah, and place. exactly. Time and place and just, just change your time and place. Point of view. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, uh, well, that's exactly what uh, we're hoping for with Primal time and place. Yeah, exactly. A change. I want to see, wait, real quick, what would be the one thing you'd love to see from a Primal anthology? One episode, time and place. What would it be? Hmm, that's a tough one. I don't know if I could come up with an answer on short we, notice. We might need to cut out some dead air here, as because yeah. <laughs> because that's it is. It's a great question. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I could. Well, I mean, they're already somewhat primal and brutal, but some sort of medieval battle. You know, I mean, let's face it, you know, you, those were as brutal, brutal as anything ever got, but I, I couldn't pick a time and place. I don't know. Uh, so I, I went through like a, a, a Vietnam period, <laughs> but like, yes, yes. I really got into like non movies and like mm-hmm. the idea that it's yep. just this dirty war and like no one really won. And like, did we even learn the lesson that we should have from that war? And I feel like I, I also really like the Punisher and the Punisher did a, uh, a really cool max series where Frank Castle was essentially born 
or the Punisher was essentially born in Nam. He he was oh, sure. not okay. like like before his family was blown away. And mm-hmm. so I, I find takes on Nam, you know, you take people who are used to, you know, people living in America and right. inner cities, things like that, and you pop them in a jungle. There's some interesting shit that goes down with that. So I, I think I think mm-hmm. to play in that sandbox, uh, that that could be cool. What do you I got? A, you got you got something in your mind there? Uh, I, yeah, I had an idea for. Uh, I, I, re- I was reading recently uh, this book. I, I'm, my mind is going crazy. Um, uh, the uh, American Empire, and it talked about all the different territories that America had owned, but never yeah. really claimed because they didn't want to be considered entire old schools. I didn't know about there was a thing called Guano Island. It's an island of batshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say Guano. Ace Ventura yeah. Two taught me. <laughs> it was actually an island and they had people going over there to just mine guano shit mm. and they left them on the island for a couple of months to do this thing and i'd i'd like to see a weird primal where you know you have a bunch of miners mining bad shit on an island that's interesting and they they have to deal with some uh undead resurrected demon serial yeah. killer whatever the fuck yeah. Excuse my language again, and and have to deal with that, and that's a primal episode. Yeah, and you bat shit. Call, yeah, yeah, you could bat call shit. it bad shit. There you go, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's great. I'd like to see. I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, that just actually brought up something. A friend of mine, he was, you know, he's um, he was going to go into like graduate studies, and he he started on it, and one of the things he was focusing on was like. Uh, sh- like sugar plantations, like in the Caribbean, right? Like yeah. basically getting the sugar cane and how goddamn brutal that was for the people who were enslaved to yeah. do it. I mean, you could probably have a pretty good rage against the machine narrative happening oh, absolutely. in a setting like that. Right. Because it, yeah. It, uh, Anyways, the things I was learning about, it was like just some of the ugliest shit about humanity, mm-hmm. you know? Primal. Play around. Choose, choose, yeah, primal, but choose, choose settings that uh, not everyone has necessarily seen before. So I like not those Vietnam. Ideas. Not yeah. Vietnam, yeah. but like yeah. uh, like you're saying, Kirk. Like And, 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 yeah, and those are things that I think because they're not so well known to the audience yeah. that you can really play fast and loose with the narrative and the characters and, and mm-hmm. what goes on. You can, you know, it, oh, it really happened, but something goes on. Something goes wrong. Yeah, right. I, um, I remember reading um, during the Depression, um, there was um, a large influx of the, the government started hiring people to take care of um, nature re- uh, reserves, re- nature preserves and, and the national parks. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people who were working those taking care of the national parks were black um, ex-soldiers and, and just black men and women because mm-hmm. they were looking for jobs and they didn't have any jobs. So they do these things. So you'd have these people, they, you know, in the forest, in the woods, taking care of trees, you know, all this kind of what well, we park ranger stuff. Yeah, I think it was called the, the uh, yeah, it was called the Works Program uh, Authority, the WPA. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and you can have a really beautiful campfire horror story taking place <laughs> during the yeah. Depression yeah. with people who who are are not usually in horror movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and we're that. starting to see a lot more of that too. Um, just, yeah. well, <laughs> the fact that we're all woke now, guys, we're starting to get 
But we are. We're starting to get stories that are from places we're not usually seeing and from perspectives. Yeah. And this is good, man. It enriches storytelling for sure. It does. Yeah. Um, sure. oh, like everybody likes, everybody loves RRR. RRR? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's what, it's, what is it's, that? I, I want it's not Indian. It's, um, I can't remember. It's, it's, it's part of the, um, India in terms of the diaspora, but it's it's yeah. a different language, but it's in the same continent. But it's it's like an action movie with oh. two friends, and they had like dancing and rage against the colonials, yeah, the colonists and tigers and a whole bunch of. I've been told this is the craziest. I dudes came up to me who don't do subtitles. Telling me, yo, you gotta watch this, man. <laughs> Dude, you don't do subtitles. Yeah. I know who you mean. Man. Is that you the name of the this, movie man. or the name of the genre or style? I think it's the movie. It's the movie. It's called. I'm looking up on Wiki. I'm Wiki Week right now. Like R R R as the letters R. Yeah, 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 yeah. Telugu. R R R movie 2022. Yeah. That was. That is. You see the poster of it too. It is wow. it's mad, and this is like yeah. it's ringing a bit of a bell for me. Got ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and this is not a part of the. Uh, it's a different language. It's hmm. epic action drama film. An epic action drama film. Hmm. Man, I mean, I can't argue. I cannot argue with any of those words. Yeah, <laughs> now I'm into all that stuff. Said in the 1920s, man, uh, and yeah. 1920s colonial India. Yeah, do it, do it. Well, but but that's that's the it, it actually is. It's, it's a really good point. The idea that there are these times and places yep. that we've not Matt. explored, right? Oh shit, what is that? It's got oh, a dude, bare chested oh, yes. dude. Yes, on I have the, seen this on the shoulders I, of another guy, and he's got like <laughs> two guns or swords or something like that. Yeah, I've not seen the the film, but I've seen that art. That's awesome. <laughs> Boy, now I do want to see this. <laughs> yeah. But even, um, uh, yeah, what I was saying, the idea of like bringing up things that are true or that have occurred that mm -hmm. uh, certain people don't know about. Because right. even I was talking to some younger people about um, this Jeffrey Dahmer series on uh, on, on yeah. Netflix, right? And By the way, my wife's they, like, when can we watch Dahmer? <laughs> oh, man, but it's like, it's brutal, but. Dude. The idea is that a lot of people don't, this current generation doesn't even know that stuff, mm -hmm. right? They don't even know. So it's like you bring this out and if you treat it like, you know, if you make a compelling drama or, or what have you, and it's also happens to be kind of true or, you know, however closely you hew to the facts that you can, right? there's something fascinating about that where you're like, holy shit, that happened. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, because I, I have neighbors who are like, "Oh my god, that was real!" I was like, "Yeah," and then mm -hmm. I remembered I'm 40, so I actually remember <laughs> hearing this shit on the news. Yeah, my mother okay. being like aghast. Right. Um, but yes, yeah, tr uh, truth is stranger than fiction, I guess, and that's that's a compelling piece. It <laughs> is. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I wonder about. Huh. You brought up that you, you sparked something in my head about the idea of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, I don't know if, you know, rose colored glasses, nostalgia I'm looking at, but mm -hmm. it, it feels like, I should say, it feels like my generation, old generation, kind of like we, that darkness, the real world darkness, 
mm. that we we're made very much aware of back in those days uh kind of like still instilled in us this idea that as dark as the human soul can get as as far below as we sink there's still a chance for us to be better yeah and you think right? that that's we, that's been that's lost on the new younger generation i i, I well i think to an extent it's kind of like like certain things happen like what's going on in ukraine right now right they're all, I, I feel it's they're almost they feel for the people but also but not really realizing how dark mm -hmm. this is mm -hmm. how dark war it really is right and instead of realizing that they'd rather like people are suffering we're gonna do something about it but you know, as far as we don't want to hear about anything else like that, like we, you know, like don't bring that up. It's kind of like I'd get to like I bring up something dark and crazy, and they're like, "Oh man, that's kind of dark, man." It's like, oh, "Dude, yeah, it's the world we live in." Yeah, you're killing you know, my buzz, dude. Right? Don't don't like, yeah. don't block it off because you want to feel good and happy in Disney all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, accept it, understand it, and you persevere regardless. You 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 find. The, uh, this it's effort to 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 find that bright spot right and it's yeah. worth it because you know how bad it can really be right you sound my friend like a gen xer i am I... <laughs> yeah <laughs> excellent <laughs> awesome L logan would love this by the way yeah, oh. he would love it. He'd be like, "Oh my God, Dean says." Yeah, yes. Logan seems to have yeah. something against anybody who's like over the age of forty. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't actually. He's just you know he's uh, no, he doesn't. He's he, he likes he likes to poke fun, observe, what? I guess. Yeah. Why are you guys so dark all the time? So man, yeah. ain't you ain't you here listen to Alice and Chains? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> ain't I you love ever Alice listen, Chains, man. man? Ain't you listen to you know and. Jeremy, ain't you listening to Jeremy, bro? Oh, bro, I listen. <laughs> yeah, 90s, and, 90s grunge yeah. music. Uh, and yeah. still find a way to smile afterward and still yeah, exactly understand That's what, that okay. not everybody's like that. So, Pearl Jam is actually a brilliant example. You listen to a song like uh, Daughter, right? Mm -hmm. Daughter sounds like if you never listen to those lyrics, you'd be like, Oh, this is a great song. I feel great when I'm listening to it. You listen to those lyrics, you're like, Holy shit, I think this might be about. Ugh. But then mm -hmm. you get you get to the end of that song. Pearl Jam is really good at putting in those sort of minor notes at the end where you're like, this sort of happy sounding song has taken a dark turn at the end. And guys, this is also why if you want uh, if you want audiences to have a really good time for sure, don't kill the dog. Because the dog, mm -hmm. the dog, I'm telling you, it's it like, there could be a war in Ukraine right now. In fact, right. sorry an invasion in Ukraine right now. Mm -hmm. There is one, it's happening. And some people aren't gonna bat an eye, but right. you put on a movie where a dog dies and suddenly the humanity comes in and they're like, oh. Yep. And so so yeah. for me, that, that that's kind of what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like, there's this, yeah. uh, we compartmentalize these, these tales and, and, and yeah. how we feel about them. And, where they hit and when we allow them to hit. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. And yeah, we're, exactly we're not, and we're not even off topic because I think in some ways this kind of comes back to primal, right? To primal. Yeah. It, it, it's, 
It is about uh, sort of our will to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's there's we're anxious the entire time because we know the things we love and the things we've right. earned can be taken and destroyed. Yeah. And it's brutal and it's savage. And yeah. still there's moments where you say the effort yeah. is worth it. Yeah. That's worth it. That was worth it. Damn. I, I don't know about you guys, but that sounded like a really good wrap up. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's oh, some, wow. there's somewhat, uh, we, we, we could end on a Man. profound note here, gentlemen. Yeah. That was, that was very good. Very organic. That was excellent. <laughs> I'm going to take a walk to the liquor store. So I get some whiskey, gentlemen. <laughs> I need a moment. <laughs> I got to fill up my Pinot Green Giao. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're so progressive, Matt. Yeah, that's it, guys. I like wine too. Okay, no, no, sorry. Wait a minute, girls. I like the wine too, ladies. It's true. My wife got me onto the wine, and then you know, well, I gave up the rum. All my Trust pirating you, days. Oh, it's Man, pirating it's all, days. It's all about the swagger. Yeah. Maybe it's all yeah. about the swagger. Yeah. Trust me. Once you have that swagger, it don't matter. Look. Look at, see how I'm brandishing this cup? Mm-hmm. Badass. Yeah. The audience right. can't yep. see it, but you guys know. You yeah. Guys know. Yeah. No, yours is nothing compared to Kirk's. <laughs> yeah. Kirk's got, oh. uh, he's got a skull with snakes uh, writhing through yeah. it. And I've been drinking Snap all this time. <laughs> <laughs> best, uh. made from the best stuff on earth. <laughs> yes. Was that the, t- is that the tagline for Snapple? Yeah. Uh huh. Or it used to be. You better send a goddamn check this way. (laughs) Rogues in the house, sponsored by Snapple. Not. (laughs) Yeah. Kirk, if they send us money, I'll send you some as well. I'll send you the the, the lion's share because you you brought Snapple, bud. Do me a favor and reinvest it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We're going to get Matt better lighting. Yeah. Did you notice though it changed? It did. It did change. It, did. it changed yeah. organically. Like <laughs> I'm no longer just like uh, the crypt keeper. <laughs> yeah, or like one of those old uh, wig I gentlemen. I saw Matt's Atlantean sword on Facebook, so I'm looking for him to get a suba tie. <laughs> oh yeah, I got one. I dude. The, Atl- the Atlantean sword. Uh, I saw you had on Facebook. So yeah, I got the Atlantean. I got the fathers, but I don't have a suba tie sword. Or I don't have the Valerius sword. Someday, oh, yeah. someday. You're, you're okay. I'm changing my background right now, gentlemen. Yeah, Kirk, there you go. Like right so there. Oh, that is Dean's actual place. Oh my. Oh, isn't that something? Oh, it's the armory. Gone. That's just the uh, northwest oh. side of the room. Oh, that is awesome. But you can see, I got the fathers. Yeah. The Atlantean. Oh, and you have Valerius too. Yep. Yeah, they didn't make a Subutai sword. No, that's right. I was going to no, say that. No, Al- Albion has. Albion. Oh, really? Albion. Yes. Well, I if I had a cool three thousand dollars, I'd have right, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good point. For, for the record, minor Mardos, they are not Albions. I am not that cool. Oh. I only know one guy. Uh, Steve Dilks has. A, he has an Albion. He has an Albion. Uh, yeah. And oh. but I think with an Albion, like you have to take care of it, right? You got to like oil that thing, yeah. or it'll. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Oh. That was that's a sound. It was a nice a little... sound. Hey. That's oh, that's Albion. that's the thing. That is sweet. That yeah, is... that's. And gentlemen, I got this off of eBay. 
really <laughs> yeah somebody was selling their uh, the albion i was like oh Oh, and it's cheap. It's like hundred dollars, two hundred dollars less than what they're selling. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how I nabbed my uh, father's sword. I, mm. I spent, I dropped like eight hundred Canadian dollars on uh, the Atlantean, which I don't know what that would have been like. Probably six hundred American at the time. But I got the uh, the father's sword for significantly cheaper on good old eBay. Back this podcast. The- Brought to you by eBay and eBay. Snapple. Keep it. Keep it. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day before COVID, I had a, a wholesale dealership for buying and selling cutlery. And so all of my stuff was at wholesale. Sick. Oh, I, yeah. I really, uh, that Theoden sword with yeah. that, uh, the horse heads meeting, mm-hmm. I all, that one has always struck me. That's so cool. Yeah. That's my, that's my favorite actually. Yep. Yeah. Of all the, yeah. All the, it's just it's just the most gorgeous thing I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. It's so good. Those are all really nice weapons. So, well, we've gone way off tangent showing off. I'm our sorry. <laughs> you well, what we're doing, we're talking about stuff. Our audience can't see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, can't uh, they Dean? You think, you yeah. think our audience can visualize what yeah. the sword looks like? Mm-hmm. Where was Gondor when the West <laughs> Mountain fell? <laughs> sorry. Right. That is a uh, Rohan. <laughs> shield shall be shattered spear shall be shaken yeah there's a sword it. day a red, red day. day yeah and the sun shall... i'm sorry yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. there you go that You're lord of the rings of... you are speaking a language we all speak I, I, I gave my ex such a big kiss at when we was watching that movie together yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, felt, I felt like i was there I was like yes yeah man. oh dude I, and actually, that reminds me, I, I really do want to do uh, a Lord of the Rings movie episode because what a time that was, right? I remember mm. anticipating it so much. Um, you know, I'd read the books o- only months previous, honestly, because right. I knew the movies coming. I was like, God damn it. It's finally time. Right. And uh, the fact that they just delivered where they could have really s- sunk. But man. Anyways, I feel like there's stories to tell there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, good. guys, yep. Kirk, I want to say a big thanks for coming and joining us. Oh, um, thank you for inviting me, man. This is beautiful. Uh, it well, was listen, great to meet you. Great time. Great and, to meet you. And uh, you'll, we'll have you back uh, oh. sometime in the nearest future. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was a blast. Um, My sword and mug will be ready for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better than my dainty shiny uh, <laughs> somewhat unicorn adjacent wine glass I can't really see it but there's rainbow swirls in this thing rainbows <laughs> oh. Rainbow oh you know matt that reminds me i should pr- <laughs> they've got sparkles for white wine you can drip sparkles in so you need sparkles for your white pinot grigio i can't even respond to that right now because I, <laughs> I don't know if i want it or i really don't want it I thought that's so. in, in the more words of uh, first episode, the first 15 minutes of The Wire. Oh. You got to let him play. It's America, America, man. America, <laughs> man. It's America, man. Got to uh, let him play. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up The Wire, Kirk, because uh, when I was listening to Oliver's podcast on So I'm Writing a Novel and you started yeah. talking about The Wire, I wanted to jump through that microphone so badly. Um, <laughs> one of the things I, I quote almost daily to people is, you want it to be one way, but it's the other way. <laughs> the other way. <laughs> I love that. 
it's like you go you go to social media and it's like i just want to drop that on on a lot of people i see <laughs> or do you do that in tests like when the kids bring back a, an oh, essay yeah, yeah. you're supposed to like you know but it's my just, essay is is yeah. yeah why didn't i get a higher mark on this you want it to be one way but it's the other way <laughs> Goodbye. Get away from my desk now. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Oh, well, <laughs> any final words, gentlemen? None for me. Uh, this is wonderful. Um, thank you so very much for having me. A great time. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Albanox and other tales of heroes and hearts are out. You may get it on Nook, the Nook, Kindle, um, book baby if you'd like the soft cover and i will be actually um i'll be at multiverse in atlanta mm. uh, in october in uh, next next week so um you, you know come look for me i'll be in the uh the uh the, the vendors area and excellent come check out a book come buy one i'll sign it for you we'll talk maybe i'll drop a line from the wire maybe <laughs> from the wire yeah i'll find something excellent. i'll find a snoop line yeah, yeah. How's, my hair look? How's my hair look, Michael? <laughs> oh, oh, so sad, man. Right, listen, uh, we, we'll do that special <laughs> Rogues in the House, The Wire episode. The that, Wire episode. Uh, our audience is craving. Uh, yeah. And uh, I would, yes, so, uh, you know, ch- check out Kirk's books um, or his, his book. Go see him at a convention. I, too, will be at a convention if we have any Halifax listeners. End of the month, I will be at Halcon as a guest, uh, talking on some panels, demoing some Conan and some Batman uh, board games. Uh, a Book of Blades is still out. Yes. If you've, if you've not picked it up, please do leave an Amazon review. We love that. Uh, we may actually recruit Kirk for, uh, you know, some little follow-up for that. Might uh, put his stamp in what we're doing next as yeah, well as so. many others. Um, also, I feel like I should probably shout out to New Edge Sword and Sorcery Magazine, just released their first, yes. their inaugural issue. Uh, check that out. I think you've got good people, good content. It's gorgeous. Mine's on its way from Amazon. Um, so folks, there's a lot of good sword and sorcery out there. Support your local uh, scribe and... Uh, buy that stuff oh i'm sorry one more thing yeah uh um and uh ladies and gentlemen please feel free to come check me out with my uh, compatriots steve Van Patten and mark abbott and denise tapscott at uh, beef wine and shenanigans we talk horror we talk recent events a little bit of politics a lot of a lot of madness a lot of madness that goes on a lot of shenanigans yeah, yeah. and it's actually it's a it can be a talking head show too right because you guys do video Yes, we do. So video, you can yeah. be you can be listeners and creeps. You can you can yeah. also watch <laughs> you can watch the happening, which is fun. Come by, creep over at the Beef Wine and Shenanigans Playhouse. We don't bite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't like beef and wine, bro, do you even sword and sorcery? Exactly. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, but if you're vegan, it's okay. We're not actually. <laughs> we're, not actually we're not against <laughs> you. It's fine. Right. You're welcome. Don't worry about the. Yeah. You forget the beef. Then shenanigans is right there around the yeah, corner. Yeah. Shenanigans. Maybe the wine. Yeah. Wine's vegan, baby. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this is. Th- these are the rogues in the house signing out. 
if you do not listen, then the hell with you. And may your swords always remain sharp. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs>